If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. We're going to continue with this, with this book. And uh, we don't like uh, not very much uh, more uh, with this. I have one more chapter here we're going to be looking at over the next uh, couple of weeks. But I want us to, I want us to look uh, in this latter part of, of chapter 3 uh, tonight as the ushers uh, finish up with you with our tithes and our offering. I want, I want to talk to you tonight on this thought about walking, walking with character and walking with integrity. Uh, we, just, we talked about, about praying for our pastors, praying for our, our leaders, our churches, but uh, not only does the pastors need to do this, but we as laity need to do this as well. Everywhere that we go, we need to walk with, uh, with character and integrity in our heart. And Paul talks a little bit about this to this Colossian church. Uh, let me remind you once again that he's not, he, he's not there uh, with these folks. He's in jail, and uh, he's in prison. And, uh, but he heard about this group of people here, and, uh, and uh, they inspired him a little bit. They were doing some right things. But how many knows that even in the midst of doing right things, some, some, uh, some false uh, accusations can come and some false teaching can come. And so Paul was, was sort of trying to help them a little bit, say, you know, what you've learned to be right and what you've learned to be true, stay with that. Don't, don't leave that. Stay with that, even in this area of walking with character and integrity. Look with me, in, if you will, in, in chapter 3. And look down in verse number 18. Now, I'm not going to talk a little. I'm not going to talk about these first three verses a whole lot. But but I do want to. I do want to read them tonight because they are important. Wives, anybody, any wives here? I know we got more than two. Y'all, y'all need to get your hands up now. You're a wife. Be proud of that. It's all right. Be a wife. Wives submit. Well, we don't like that word. We really don't like it when wives and submit comes back to back. <laughs> I know you do. Let me stop here long enough and just help us a little bit. I'm not going to preach on this, but I just felt led to share this with you. In the, in the role of husbands and wives, and we're dealing with that on Sunday evenings, if you'd like to come, you don't have to be in trouble as far as your relationship. We're just dealing with some issues that... Uh, on our, in our connect groups on Sunday nights at 5 o'clock. You're welcome to come here in the sanctuary. But, but there's, there's times in our relationship. And, and now, I, I want to ask this question. I want you to be honest with me. This is Wednesday night, so we be honest with one another. We know one another. And, uh, you know, this is God's chosen crew right here, you know, because you're out on Wednesday evening. But how many knows that, that there's a period of time in any relationship as far as husbands and wives where there's times of rebellion that take place? And here's the, here's the thing, and when I use that word, you know, it's like, it's like a husband will do this or either a wife, a wife can do this too, ask the one, you know, and they'll make a statement, and I'll just use Karen and I. She's not here to defend herself. She's in Jonesboro Hospital, so I'll just use her and I. One of the worst fights, if you want to look at it that way, are discussions that we ever had. I've told you all this before, so this is not new. One of the worst fights that we got into was in a store in the cereal aisle. And we was fighting between Frosted Flakes and Corn Flakes. I was brought up to buy Corn Flakes. Because probably Daddy was done the same thing. He didn't want to spend extra money on that sugar, on them, corn, on them uh, Frosted Flakes. So that's how I was brought up. So this is what we're going to buy. I'm married. I'm the head of my household. I'm the priest of this household. I'm the husband. You're going to do what I say. Now, 
you already know that Karen said, oh, no, I'm not. Not if you put it like that and not if you say it like that. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands. Any husbands we got in the, ha in the house? Love your wives. And do not be bitter toward them. There's a whole lot of preaching in them two verses right there. We'll talk about that on Sunday night. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Now, this is really where my message is in verse 22. Bondservants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in sincerity of heart. And while you do that, then fear God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. Look down at verse number 1 in chapter 4. Masters, give your bondservants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. I want to talk to you about walking with character, walking with integrity, walking the, the way that we need to walk. Uh, in the face of, of who, who we're around, and uh, really in the face of, uh, face of God as well. What is, what is one thing that we do probably more than anything else that causes us to, have, to take time away from our families? Does anybody know? What is, it, what is it one thing that probably every one of us does? We Exactly, work. We spend a lot of hours working away from our family or working away from our spouse, working away from our children. We work. It's called a job. And we have to do that. I grew up in a time, and many of you, you, many of you did also, where, where a lot of times it was just uh, you had one person working outside the home, and a lot of times the wives stayed home to raise the family, raise the children, right? And that's, that's how I grew up. Now it's, that's not the case. Sometimes you, the husbands and wives work, and then you've got to have two and three jobs even to make ends meet sometimes. We all know those are the uh, circumstances that we live in today. I wonder how many are as excited for Monday to show up as they are for Friday to show up, to get that paycheck. I, I wonder how many is really excited about those things. I wonder how many folks uh, work as hard as trying to get out of, uh, out of work uh, those things that they're actually trying to accomplish or are they just getting by, just trying to fill the time of day. Now, this is going to help our, our character in the, in the area of our working relationship. This text here speaks of a relationship between, really between a slave and his master. But really today, the closest thing that we can see this is the employer versus the employee. That's, that's where we are today. So I want, to, I want us to look at some things tonight real quickly about the workplace that we need to understand so that we can please God while we work. So that we can glorify God while we work. What are you talking about, Pastor? Man, I don't, I don't glorify God while I work. I don't glorify God while I, while I draw a paycheck. Well, you should. Because that's what the Word tells us to do. And so if you're not doing that, you're going about it all the wrong way. That's why you're having such a struggle at work. And so we need to be, we need to be pleasing God while we do those things. The principles here in this, in this scripture here can, uh, can even help us even if we're retired. How many retired folks? We got, in, we, we got in the house tonight. If we reflect God's will in our life, it can, do, it, can, it can mean the same thing to us. 
And when we understand these things, it'll help us, I promise you, it'll help us to find a deeper understanding, a deeper meaning, a deeper purpose to work than just simply drawing a paycheck. There's a thing called happiness. is a huge, huge thing. There's a thing called joy. That's a huge, huge thing. Look, if you can't be happy every day, if you can't be joyful every day, there's some problems that we need to deal with. There's some issues that we really need to look at. Colossians here, verse 22 says, Bond servants obey everything that you do, who are your earthly masters, not, not by way of eye service, not by way as people pleasers, but with the sincerity of heart, it says, fearing the Lord, fearing the Lord. And so we're called to display character on the job. We're called to display integrity on the job. Some people, and, and probably you do as well, you spend more quality time with your co-workers every day than you actually do your family. Some of your kids spend more time at school than they actually spend with you. Some of these little bitty babies spend more time in the daycare than they do with mom and dad at the house. You know what? That's the, that's the world we live in. That's the culture that we live in. Daycares. When we had our daycare open, we opened up at 6.30. We closed at 5.30. Do you understand that we had some of those babies from 6.30 to 5.30 every day? 11 hours a day. We had those babies. We had those children because mom and dad was having to work. Mom and dad needed to punch the clock, so to speak. But the workplace gives us opportunity to practice what we believe. The workplace gives us an opportunity to practice those things. It's a place where we can display the love of Christ. It's a place where we can display the character of God. It's a place where we can display the integrity of God. And so if we're not understanding the true happiness or the joy of who we are actually serving. I know you're serving your boss and you've got to do what he says. But in reality, let's take it a little farther than that. You're serving the Lord in everything that you do. In everything that you do. Paul tells us that these bond servants... He tells these, these bond servants something they had, they had to, they had to sometimes in, in, in those days, it was hard for them to swallow. He tells them, I want you to obey your earthly masters. Obey your earthly masters. Now, there's times that's difficult to do. Let's, you know, let's just be honest. If you've got a hard taskmaster, sometimes it's hard to do that. It's hard to do that. When I was growing up, Dad was my taskmaster. He was Dwayne's taskmaster. We, pick, we, we poke fun about this a lot, but there's times he got mad at us. I know you find that hard to believe because me and Dwayne, we're such wonderful people. But there's times he got mad at us. I've got to be honest with you. There's times I got mad at him. There's one particular time he was up on, we, we was up on a roof, and I tell this story all. It's just, it's just so good. Me and Dwayne and Glenn Davis, I think it was at that time, we was up on the roof, we was over on the west end, we was building this duplex, and we was, Dad was down in the, on the yard, and he was cutting the plywood out, and we would give him the measurements, and he was cutting the plywood out, Keith, but every time he'd cut it, it wouldn't fit. And he was cutting it wrong. And we was trying to tell him this. But it was just one of those hot afternoons, and we just, you know, just one of those days where everything that you did never turned out right. And I guess he got disgusted and aggravated and frustrated with us, and he said, just go to the house. Well, we obliged him. We got off that roof and we went to the house. We didn't want to stay there no more than he did. And we, we, we laugh about that now, but, but that's the way we get at times. There's just moments, but sometimes we have, to, we have to understand that we have to obey those earthly masters. As hard as it may be, we have to obey those earthly masters. 
And if we translate that to the workplace, we would be said, well, that's the employers. That's our boss. That's our leaders. That's our supervisors. That's our, that's our uh, engineers or whoever the, whoever the people may be. And Paul here was trying to get us to understand that he, does, he, he not only tells us that, that, that the slave to obey the earthly masters, but he takes a step deeper here and he says, this is where the point of integrity comes into play, he talks about. It's pretty easy to do what the boss wants you to do when everybody, when, 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 when they're watching you. It's real simple to do what, what they want you to do when they're there, but it's when they're not there. Are we taking it a step farther? If he was here, this is what he'd want me to do, and so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. I, for instance, I, I'll, I'll pick on me and Keith today. Just today, we're back there in the room in the children's church, and we're working. And, and, and we run out of one before us, and we're putting tr uh, a baseboard down in a closet, a closet that hardly nobody's going to see, a closet that's painted black, so you really ain't going to see it, a closet that you just have one piece of one before to go down, and so it really is not going to matter. But here's the thing. Keith, when Keith took all these one-befores to his house, and he routed all these nice little round corners on, these, on this one-before for baseboard and around the windows and all that, and I said, Keith, we, I've got this piece of one-before out in the shop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Joe, and he's going to cut it, and we're going to slap it down. He said, no, put it in the back of my truck. I'll take it out and route it. I said, why? Because, he said, we've done all the rest of them that way. Ain't no sense in starting now. My taskmaster was being hard on me. That's, what, that's the point I'm getting at. But see, if he was doing it for a job that, that somebody was, was really going to be looking at it, he wants everything to look the same way. Do you, you understand what I'm trying to say? And so there's, there's a point there we need, to, we need to, Paul was saying, what do you do when the boss is not there? What do you do there? Verse 22 says, obey in everything who your earthly masters are. Not, not eye service, not people pleasers, but with a sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. The Message Bible puts it this way. And don't just do the minimum to get you by. <laughs> do more than that. Do more than that. Do more than the minimum. Let the boss understand that you really value your job. That you really appreciate being there. That you really appreciate his, his, his honoring you by, by hiring you and all these kind of things. Even when the boss is not looking. Even when he's not standing over, over your shoulder. Amen. Even when he's not doing that. A sincere heart is one that is not divided by its loyalty. When we're at work, we're to be loyal to our employer. Now, I know, that, I know that's not the, the case in our, in our culture today. I know it's not. Sometimes we're going to take, take. Our thing is take, 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 take all the time. It's not give, it's take. But how many knows the word says more blessed to, than to? Well, let's put take. <laughs> more blessed to give than to take. And so when we do that and we understand the value of that scripture, God honors that and God blesses us with that. When we work with a sincere heart, we do our best because we sincerely want to do a good job. We want that no matter what, when we're at work, we want to work with diligence. We want to work with integrity. We want to work with character. Why? Because we fear or we should hold God in higher standard than what we do at times. Because understand, I've, I've, we've said it earlier, I know you're working for the man, so to speak. I know you're working for a, a business or a boss or whatever, but in reality, you're working for God. 
You're doing those things that God has called you to do. You're doing those things that, that you have abilities to do. And so we have to, we have to, we have to hold God in high reverence. We work hard because God would want it that way. If I'm lazy, if I'm, untr- if I'm untrustworthy, if, I'm, if, that, if that's the kind of person I am, if, 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 if people know me to be that way, how do you think I can share the love of Christ with them? If they know me to not be sincere about my job, how can they trust me with the Lord? That's going to be hard to do, isn't it? If, if I'm dishonest on the job, well, this is going to really get us right here. If I steal time from my boss, it is wrong. <laughs> if I steal time from my boss, I, I know if I said if I steal money from the boss, we all know that's wrong. But sometimes time is one of those things where you can play with time, Pastor. <laughs> you can play with those things. You can negotiate those things, and that may be so. But if I do this constantly all the time, then I'm robbing, I'm robbing not only that, that plan or that employer, Time is money. We're robbing the clock, so to speak. But we're also robbing our integrity and our character with God. And if people see me that way, how, how can I stand up, Brother Adam, and say, hey, I'm a devout Christian? I can't say that. I can't say that. Colossians says, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not to men. So you and I, we, we, have, to, we have to be honest. We have to have integrity. We have to have character when, we, when, we, when we're working here. Christians know who they really work for. We know that. We know who we really work for. When you're on the job, who are you work, working for? We know we're working for the Lord. We, we know ultimately we're working for the Lord. We know ultimately He is our boss. He is the one in charge. How, how are we as, as Christians called to work? The Bible says we're called to work heartily. Heartily. That means we are to work faithfully from the heart. Faithfully from the heart. You may or may not like your boss. You may or may not like your place of employment, but you're not really working for them. You're working if, and you're working for the Lord. You're doing what He's called you to do. You're, at that, you're fulfilling that place that He's got you in at that, pla- at, that, at that place in time. It may not always be that way. It may not always have to be that way, but at this point in time, this is where we are. This is where we are. I've told y'all this the story the, the story of this, and for those of you that that's new, I'll, I'll share this again. Some of you know Clint Brown, who's a minister down in Orlando, Florida. He's wrote a lot of songs and all this. And I was in a conference with him one day, and he was talking about how God blessed him with the ability to write songs. And this guy has wrote some phenomenal songs before. We sang some. We sang several. Matter of fact, we sang one of them or two of them tonight, didn't we? Or one of them tonight. And uh, you know, he's wrote some phenomenal songs, and he plays the piano. But when he was starting out. He was working with the pastor, serving this pastor, and, and this pastor was one of these guys that went around and he'd done these big conferences and he went here and he went there and Clint would always go with him. He'd be the guy that was carrying his briefcase, carrying his books. He was his armor bearer, so to speak. But every time that he would get there, uh, somebody would, would know uh, Clint Brown that he knew that they, he could sing, he knew, they knew that he could play and they wanted him to, to play and sing, but the pastor would never let him do that. And after a while, it started rubbing Clint Brown wrong, and it got him mad, even on occasion. And, and to make a long story short, they went to this one large church up north, and he was sitting on the front row, and when his pastor got up to speak, he forgot his Bible, and he forgot all of his notes in the green room, and the pastor just excused himself. He told the congregation, he I'm sorry, let me run back here to the green room, and let me get my stuff, and I'll come right back out, and we'll preach. And while they were gone, the pastor of the church, not just somebody in the church, the pastor of that church got up and said, 
hey, Clint Brown, I know you, you, you write songs and you play. Get up here and sing us a song while your pastor is, is out there in the green room. And so, he, man, that was, the, that was what he was waiting for, just somebody to ask him. He jumped up on stage and he got to playing. He said, I only got through one line of my song. Till my pastor comes back out and in front of everybody, he snapped his finger and points to the front seat. And he said, boy, that, it made my blood boil. He said, I got so angry. I got so mad. At the end of the service, he was sitting back at the green room and his pastor came over there and he said, Clint, he said, I know you're upset with me. Now this is, he's been with him for six, seven, eight months some, somewhere. He said, I know you're upset with me. I know you've been upset with me for some time because I've not allowed you to play and I've not allowed you to sing. Now something like that for us, it seems so simple, doesn't it? But I want you to catch what he said here. He said, but God told me from the day one when you showed up and I hired you and I got you, he told me from day one I was going to be the postmaster to deliver you to your next assignment. And I was not to allow you to do anything because every pastor would, that would come up, they would have got you just like that and you would have went. I'm the, I'm the postmaster to deliver you. And so he brought the pastor of that church and he introduced him to Rod Parsley. Y'all know who Rod Parsley is, right? And Clint was his music pastor for years. You understand how God works? So sometimes we've got to be content where we are. Don't get frustrated with where you are at this point. Don't get frustrated to, to where God has placed you. He may have placed you there for a specific reason. And instead of using all your time being upset and mad and angry, God, why can't you give me this and can't you give me something else? Why don't you start asking God, God, if I've got to be here, if I've got to be here, then let my, let my eyes be open. Let me be sensitive to know what you want me to do. Let me do it with character. Let me do it with integrity, all of those kind of things. The truth of the matter is, is that for many folks complaining about the job, is easier than actually doing something about it. Boy, it's easy for us to complain, isn't it? Pastor, I know good and well you don't have no complainers in the church. I'll just leave that right there. Understand that when we, when we work and when, we're, when, we, when we do those things, we're representing Christ. We're representing Christ. Colossians 24 says, Knowing that from the Lord, you'll receive the inheritance of your reward. You're serving the Lord. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done. And there is no partiality in this. God's going to look at all of us the same way. He's going to examine us all the same way. And you and I as Christians, we work for more than just an earthly paycheck. The earthly paycheck we've got to have, we have to pay bills and we have to have mortgages and raising families and we get all of that and that's all fine and well and good. We get it. But for you and I as God's people, it's a step further than that. It's a step further than that. We understand that we don't just work for an earthly paycheck. We work for a heavenly paycheck as well. And do you understand that heavenly paycheck is going to be, is going to so much far outweigh the earthly paycheck than you'll ever get. Amen. It will so far outweigh. This part of, the mess, uh, of this passage here is sort of like a, sort of like a double-edged sword here. There's a, there's a positive reinforcement here in the scripture here at, for carrying out God's call along, along with the negative one. And so when you look at this, in verse 24, it says, knowing that from the Lord, knowing that from the Lord, knowing that from the Lord, not necessarily from your earthly boss, but knowing that from the Lord you will receive an inheritance as your reward because you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. When you go back in Scripture, you look under Roman, under Roman law, a slave could not inherit anything. Understand what he's saying here. A slave couldn't inherit anything. The slave was not just getting food and shelter. There was something greater awaiting even the slave. 
when they listened to their bonds or when they, when, they, when, they, when they followed the guidelines. Do you understand? If they were born again, if they understood who Christ is, they were, they were, they were getting more than just that earthly reward. They too was going to have that heavenly reward just like you and I tonight. Amen. Just like you and I, we receive a heavenly reward by the way we conduct ourselves, by the integrity that we show, by the, by the character that we have. Amen. By the character that we have. And so it goes back of knowing who, you, who are you serving. Who are we serving tonight? Look, what, look, look at this verse 24. It reminds us. It's the Lord Christ. He tells us it's the Lord Jesus Christ in whom we serve. Amen. The parable of the talents, Jesus tells those who are faithful. He says, this is, what, this is what's going to happen. In, in Matthew 25, verse 23, his master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will, I will, I will set you over much. I'm going I'm to give you much here. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Enter into the joy of the Lord. You remember that when the, when the, when the master came and he tried to, hire, he tried to hire, hire folks to go out and work the vineyard, try to hire fire, go, go work on the farm, so to speak? And he'd done this first group in the morning time, and he said, I'm going to pay you this much, right? He'd come back at noontime, and he, he got another group. And he, he said, I'm going to pay you the same thing as the first group. Now, now think about this just a minute. Now, from, a, from an earthly standpoint, my boss going to make me mad. I've been here since 6 o'clock this morning. You're paying me this number of, of wages, but these folks ain't show up till noon, and you're going to give them the same thing you're giving me. Okay, I'm mad, but I got over it. But now... This other group, this third group comes in, and he, he comes, I don't know, 3, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, whatever the case may be, and he hires this other group, and he's going to pay them the same as he's going to pay the folks that's been there. I'm really getting my blood boiled now. You're going to pay these guys. They, they ain't got long to work. Now, here's, here's the thing that it's hard for us to understand. It really shouldn't matter to us what the, what the boss, what the, what, the, what the owner is going to do. It's his money to do with what he wants to, right? Are you following me? It's his to do with what he, what he wants to. So why are you fussing about, did not you agree to come work for me for this amount? Did not you agree at the hour that I hired you that everything was going to be okay? So then why, why have a beef with me? Why be upset with me? From an earthly standpoint, and this is where we are, nobody's getting treated fair today. Everybody wants higher wages. Everybody wants uh, higher wages, but lesser, lesser time they got to work. That's where we are. We don't want to work. We just want the paycheck. We don't want to learn a. We don't want to learn a, a, a trade. We just want the check that comes along with it. How did we get to this place? Well, we didn't get there by following the scriptures. That's for sure, because that's not what the Lord is, is speaking about. But it ta it talks to us about here in verse twenty five. It reminds us of this thought: those who do not faithfully serve will receive something. Also, they will receive the consequences of not being faithful of not being faithful does not matter who you are doesn't matter god is going to deal with every one of us and it goes back to understanding and realizing the fact that uh, that that our earthly boss may not see you as god sees you and he probably doesn't but understand god is looking down upon you how's your testimony how's your integrity how's the character that you're walking in are you are you treating everybody the same are you following the plan that God has set forth for you? When people look at you, who do they see? Do they see you or do they see Christ? Do they see the love of Christ that's coming out of you? Remember who you serve and remember who will be giving out the ultimate reward. It's not going to be your employer. It's not going to be your boss. Who's going to give out the ultimate reward? 
But there's another side of this in, in chapter 4, verse 1, that we have to take a look at as well. You may be here this, uh, tonight and, and you own a business. You may be here tonight and you're a, you're a crew leader or you're a supervisor or, or you're, a, you're a head over a group of people or whatever the case. Verse 1 says, Masters, treat your bondservants justly and fair, knowing that you also, you also have a master in heaven. Be careful about how hard you are. Be careful about how and what you say and how you say it because your master, you, you, you have a master as well. And you're going to stand before him just like the bondservant, just like the slave, just like your employee. They're going to stand. You're going to stand the same way. So, so, so we, we as, as Christian employers, we're called then to represent Christ. We're called to represent Christ. Sometimes, and help me to say this, Lord, sometimes as Christians, we are long-suffering. Everybody know what I'm talking about, right? Sometimes, as long-suffering Christians, we go above and beyond sometimes more so than what an average individual may do. You give people the benefit of the doubt sometimes because of who you serve. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't care what people may say. That, oh, that's weak. You ain't supposed to do that. I understand those, those phrases. But, but, but understand who we're serving. Understand who we are serving. That's why I have a hard time, you know, when people come in my office every day and and, uh, and, and they, they won't help. I'll, I'll bend over backwards if I can to help them. Well, Pastor, they've been in there over and over. I understand that. But somehow, some way along the way, my prayer is, God, you help me to say something to them. It may not be this time, but help me to use what ability I have to bless them with now that maybe next time they can understand that I've got to make a change in my life. Are you following what I'm saying? Where somebody else would just be so quick to cut them off. You as God's people, you may... You may have a benefit of the doubt and you may be long-suffering and you may, you may just step over bridges and step over rivers for them. It's all right. God sees. God sees what you're trying to do as well. Nothing wrong with that. Now, at the same hand, there's nothing wrong. If, I understand that there's people that comes across our way that walks all over us. And I don't believe that God, God desires us to be walked on. Okay? You, you, have to, you, have to, you sort of have to use wisdom there. You sort, of have to, you sort of have to pray, God, help me here. Help me to know the right thing to do. But even in that situation, there is a right way to handle things, right? There's a right way to handle things. Masters, treat your bondservants justly and fairly, knowing that you have a master in heaven also. The slave and master relationship. Masters, you've got to know that you've got a responsibility as well. Bosses, you've got a responsibility as well. Leaders, you've got a responsibility as well. And you need to realize that you will be held accountable as well when you stand before the Lord. And can I just stop here long enough to say that, listen to me, listen to me, church, you will stand before the Lord one day. You will give an account before the Lord one day. You will give an account for every idle word, for every action, everything. You will give an account before the Lord one day. My prayer is, Lord, please, 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 Help me to be sense enough, help, help me to have enough sense that, that when I stand before you that I've done everything that I need to do. Now, Pastor, do you do that all the time? No. I have to ask forgiveness a lot. Do you say everything you're supposed to say right? No. I've got to ask forgiveness sometimes. I blow it. Sometimes I get mad. Sometimes I get upset. Sometimes Karen still wants to buy that frosted cornflake. I don't even, I don't, it don't bother me no more. I just let her. Because I like it. It's pretty good. <laughs> we, 
Man, we even buy that, we even buy that uh, Raisin Bran Crunch. Y'all ever had that Raisin Bran Crunch? That's good right there. That's some good stuff right there. Not during the fast. Oh, and by the way, it's been pointed out two or three times to me this week. I apologize for posting things on Facebook about food during our fast. I, I, I really wasn't meaning to do that. I, I, was just, I wanted it to put it on my, so I could go back to it later on. So if, I, if it messed you guys up on your fast, just blame the pastor. It's all right. I'll try not to post anything else as far as food. Getting back to where we need to be. All right. Serving with integrity. Serving with, with character as an as a, as a, as a employer boss, whatever, then we have, we have to have that integrity. We have to have that character as well. And, uh, and so we have to know, we have to, treat, we have to treat those under us fairly in all of those things, providing that honest and fair wage, all of those things, good working conditions that would appeal and treat our employees the right way. And, and let's, let's close with this. And when, you, when you go over to the book of Philemon, it's written to a Christian slave owner whose name is Onesimus. And this, this guy had run away. And Paul, more or less, he, he said this. He said, he said when, he, when he comes, I want you to treat this, this guy, Onesimus, I want you to treat him as, what did he say? You remember? As a brother. I want you to treat him as a brother. Now, if you have brothers and you don't not have a good relationship with your brother, you, don't know, you, don't, you may not know what I'm talking about. But, you know, treat your brother right. We're going to treat our family right. I mean, we may talk about it, but don't let nobody else talk about it. That sort of thing. But Paul here says, treat this guy Onesimus, treat him as a brother. Show him the courtesy, show him the integrity, show him the character of who you are, show him the love that I have placed upon you. Many people, many people will, will spend as much time or more time at work, as we said earlier, than they do with their families every, every day. And that's, that's true. And we're called to do our best. We're called to do our best. And the Christian should not just give, uh, in my opinion, should not just give a minimum effort on the job. I don't, I don't think you ought to. You're serving the Lord. And so do your best. Serve your employer the best way that you know how. Serve your employer. And if he is or she is a hard taskmaster, then ask God to give you peace. Ask God to give you patience. Ask God to move you. Ask God to give you another job. Ask God to create something. I got tickled one time. Dwayne may remember this. Sister McFarland, who used to be in our state, an older lady, she was an evangelist. Uh, I, I, she was sort of my second grandmother, and every time we would, we would go over to northwest Arkansas, we would stop in at her house. It didn't matter what time of the day, what time of the night, Maryland it was, she would always get up. I mean, we'd, we'd get there at 10, 11, 12 o'clock sometimes at night, going on vacation. We'd just, she would just stop in and see Brother Sister McFarland. She always took care of the Pathway Campground for years, took care of the Pathway Campground. She was the, she was the cook down there. I mean, I mean, boy, that lady could cook. But when we would go there, she would always get up and fry us chicken. I don't know why she chicken, but she'd fry us chicken no matter what time of the night. And she told me a story one day. She said, when I first got called to preach, nobody believed that I was called to preach. Nobody believed that God could call a woman to preach. She said, but God actually called me to preach. And she said, but there's this one man in our community that always just rubbed me wrong all the time. Every time I was around him, he would, he would just say negative things to me, and he would, he would just lamb blast me all the time, that, saying that I didn't hear from God, and it was no, I, couldn't, I was not able to do this. And some of you have even heard Sister McFarland preach, a wonderful lady of God, wonderful lady of God. 
she said, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't reach the end of my ropes. And she said, I got down to pray one time. And I said, Lord, I don't, I don't know what else to do. I know that you've called me. And if it's all right with you, move this guy out of my way or either move me out of the way because I can't take it anymore. Next week, the guy dies. Now, I don't know if it had anything to do with her prayer or not, but it's sort of coincidental. He got moved. Say what you want to, but he was moved out of the way. And she felt relief. <laughs> not because the poor old fellow died, but she didn't have to listen to his negative comments all the time. Listen to me, there's times we have to pray that God help us to do what the right thing. Help us to move us and move them or whatever the case is. Don't pray that nobody dies. Don't do that. Let God do what he wants to do. We're called, though, to do our best. <coughs> Don't just give your minimum. Don't just give your minimum. Work as you're working. Working heartily, the Bible says, as, as to the Lord. As to the Lord. And uh, you know the truth about this, that employers, and, I, and we've had some of them over time in, in closing, employers ought to be able, they ought to call the church, say, hey, you guys got anybody that, that, that needs a job? They ought to be calling the church. Yeah, why? Because we got trustworthy folks. Now, don't make your pastor to be a liar. We got trustworthy folks. We got folks that's good. We got folks that's, that's, that works with integrity, works with character. And I have had that. I've had people call me several times and say, hey, pastor, I, I need somebody that I can depend on. And it just so happened that we'll call and this person's able to work or whatever the case. Now, sometimes it work, they don't work out. Thank God sometimes it does. Remember that you represent Jesus everywhere that you go. Everywhere that you go, you represent the Lord. I'll say that one more time because we, we need to get this. Everywhere that we go, whatever we do, we represent the Lord Jesus Christ. If that doesn't place a higher weight upon us than just working for the man, then we're wrong. We've got it, we've got it turned around backwards here. We're serving Jesus Christ. He's the one that created us. He's the one that's blessed us. He's the one that, is, that has given us the things that we need to be, that, 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 we, that we use each and every day. Without him, we are nothing. Without him, we don't have nothing. Without him, I am nothing. But with him, I'm all things. Understand? Greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Amen. With him, we can do all things. Without him, we can't do anything. But with him, we can do all things. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you tonight. We're so blessed and we're so thankful, God, for your touch upon our life. We're so, we're so enriched because we know you. God, I don't want to. I, I know I mess up and I know I fail you often. But I don't want to go through a day without knowing that you're with me. There's times I have to ask forgiveness. There's times I have to go to people and ask their forgiveness. God, let me be willing to do that. Let me humble myself enough to do that and help all of us to do that. God, help us to love our fellow man. Touch our places of business. Strengthen them, oh God. Touch our employers tonight. God, I know some of them may be even struggling and we don't, we don't know everything that's going on in their life, but it could be, God, the reason they're treating us so badly is because they have such a horrible home life. Or they've just got some horrible news that we don't, have, we don't know nothing about. Help us to show the love of Christ. Be a witness that we need to be, even in the midst of difficult times. Help us to have the integrity and the character that you've called us to do and to have in these last days. Help us to have the love that you've showed us in these last days. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.
and amen. God bless you tonight. I appreciate you being here. Appreciate you coming for a prayer meeting. We'll see you uh, Friday night. There won't be prayer meeting tomorrow night, but Friday night at 7 o'clock here if you'd like to come. And then remember, be in prayer for a prayer conference next week on Thursday and Friday at 7 o'clock here. And just that God would help us with that. Amen. God bless you. We love you.